Hello and welcome to Grace in the Marketplace. My name is Tafara Butai. Did you know that God is inside Kairos moments, divine connections, favor, unmerited strength for his children, for the marketplace? I like to call all of this God's grace in the marketplace. And so on this podcast, that's what we're going to be talking about and many other subjects. So let's check out today's podcast. Good evening, everybody. Man, I'm excited uh, that we get to do this. I'm so looking forward to our broadcast tonight. Let's see who is in the building. I see here Jabu is in the building. She says, good evening, Faith Hill Church family. I see Rumbi says, good evening. I see Chido says, good evening. I see uh, Louise saying album launch is fully booked. I think it is fully booked, but just send an email to admin at faithyouchurch.co.za and ask them to put you on the waiting list. You may score a ticket if someone drops out. Uh, Nolita, all the way from Umtata in the Eastern Cape, she is saying, what's up, family? (laughs) Tozami Dinga is saying, good evening, family. Hey, family, Pastor Dan's. He's in Johannesburg. That's why I put that freezing thing right there. I think he's feeling feeling the cold, right? Uh, Tari says, good evening, fam. And uh, Sean says, good evening, fam. And uh, who else is here? Tabello says, yo, yo, yo. (laughs) Yes, good evening, guys. Man, I'm excited. I'm excited. See, tonight's program will really change your life if you listen. I believe that tonight's program will change your life if you, number one, listen, and number two, if you actually go ahead and and, and put into practice what we're going to be talking about tonight. We're going to be talking about something that may be mistaken as childish, something that can be mistaken as, oh, no, this is just, you know, it doesn't exist in the real world. But, man, I'm telling you, if you stick around, you're going to see it through Scripture how powerful this is and how it can change your life. And so before we do that, uh, just another reminder that this coming Friday, the 10th of uh, June, we have uh, our album launch at Eagle's Nest, 6 p.m., and uh, we're going to be there just worshiping the King of Kings, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's what we're going to be doing, and that's what this album is about, Faithful Father, how faithful he is. Man, sometimes we fail. Uh, Men will let you down. Uh, Man, we've all let ourselves down. You know, when it's January, you come up with a a, a nice watertight diet of what you're going to eat, you know, throughout the year. And then by March, man, you've let yourself down. But here's the good news. Even if you let yourself down, your friends may let you down, but Jesus will never let you down. Why? Because he is the faithful father. Amen. And so that's what we're going to be doing this Friday. We are going to be launching uh, the album and uh, just spending time as a family celebrating the choir. You know, Marshall and the team, man, they they work hard. They've done such a stellar job uh, putting all of this together. And we're just going to celebrate with them on Friday. I am reliably told that they have already started working on uh, on a new album for next year. So, hey, let's cheer them on. Let's show them some love. I, I highly uh, recommend that you start listening to the songs already so you can get yourself 
uh, familiar with the, with the song so that, you know, come, come Friday, it's not a new experience. You're just jumping in there and just worshiping the Lord. And so what we want to talk about tonight is what I call the power of imagination. Uh, how many of you realize that uh, our imagination is powerful? Our imagination determines what we get to experience in our lives. Uh, God has given to us imagination as a gift uh, for us to be able to uh, see things that aren't presently here with us so that we can envision them and, 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 and our faith begins to reach out and make those things a reality. And so that's what we're going to be talking about now. The, 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 the minute you say imagination, a lot of people think, you know, that's childish. They believe, you know, imagination is for children. It's not for, for adults. And, 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 and yet there's so many scriptures uh, that show us that our imagination is very important. And if we can imagine it, man, we will be able to uh, manifest it. And we're not talking about the new age kind of stuff, kind of imagination. We're talking about getting the word of God and allowing it to paint on the canvas of your imagination using God's word. We use imagination all the time. And this time around, we just want to do it in line with God's word. And so that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to share some things that you've never heard before, but I believe that they're going to be uh, a blessing to you as we share them. And so imagination really is the ability to see things that aren't uh, 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 presently uh, physically here with us. Uh, just like if you, if you are not uh, at home, I could, I could ask you how many windows are in your house and you could close your eyes and start counting them going into each and every room and that's imagination. Uh, but there's another use of imagination uh, which is seeing things that haven't even been created before. You can begin to imagine them. You can begin to imagine the future that you want to see uh, in God's word and then and, and there's power in that. And so quickly, let's go to Genesis chapter number 26. <clears throat> Genesis chapter number 26. Genesis chapter number 26. <clears throat> Genesis chapter number, chapter number 1 verse 26. Genesis chapter number 1, verse 26, it says this, Then God said, uh, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish of the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock and the wild animals on the face of the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. Verse 27, So God created human beings, in his own image. Now, if you look up that word in the Hebrew, it says God created human beings in his own image. It's talking about God created human beings in his own imagination. And it says this now, in the image of God, he created them male and female. Now, here's one way of looking at it. That in Genesis chapter number 1, verse 26, when God created mankind, it was in, in concept form. It was still in his imagination. And then when you look at Genesis chapter number 2, verse 7, it says, Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground. And so what was in his imagination, what was in his image, uh, or in his uh, uh, mind, what, what his intentions were, uh, 
uh, that's what he began to form in Genesis chapter number 2, verse 7. He says in Genesis chapter number 2, verse 7, I mean, I used to get confused with these two scriptures. I used to say, man, God, you created man in Genesis 1, and then you created him again in Genesis chapter number 2. No, in Genesis chapter number 1, when he created human beings, it was in his own imagination. In Genesis chapter number 2, when he formed man, he began to take what he had seen in his imagination, and he began to make a reality out of it. He says, and the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils uh, the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And so we started as an idea in the mind and in the heart of God. Uh, every single one of us were an idea. Mankind were an idea in the heart and in the mind uh, of God. And God created us uh, with his nature and some of his personalities and qualities. And one of those qualities that he, has, he created us with is the ability to imagine stuff. It is the ability to see things uh, that aren't presently a reality. Do you realize that everything you have in your house Oh, forget everything you have inside your house. Do you realize that your house was once uh, a, a, a just a, 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 an idea in someone's imagination? And then that person began to draw that idea on a, on a piece of paper. If you do uh, architecture, it would probably be an A3, you know, paper, right? A big piece of paper. They began to draw what they had in their minds. Just from receiving words, you may have talked to them and tell, told them exactly what you wanted in your house and then they conceptualized it in their mind and then they began to uh, write it and map it out on a piece of paper called a plan a building plan and and with that building plan uh, what they would then do is they would take the building plan to the builders and then the builders would work with that building plan essentially that's what happens in the kingdom of God with our mental faculties God has given us this power of imagination so that as we begin to imagine and put things on our our vision boards we begin to put things on our on our life plan by faith we begin to submit those things to God and and the Bible says whatsoever thing you desire and the highest level of desire is when you start having real mental pictures of this thing that you really want man if, if you're believing God for healing uh, uh, you wanna you you better see yourself well in your imagination. Uh, uh, you know, some, some guy shared this story about this evangelist who who was praying for uh, a person who needed healing with their eyes. And uh, so so when he went to pray for them in the first year, he just kind of prayed for them and then he left. And then when he came back the next year, she came in the prayer line and she wanted you know to to be healed of the same thing. And you know this time around, he decided he was going to engage her imagination. And this is what he said: He said to her, he said uh, he prayed for her, and then he said, uh, "Close your eyes now. Can you see?" And then she'd say, "Man, I can't see." And she's about to open her eyes. He says, "Close your eyes. Can you see?" And he says, she, she's like, man, I, there's no way I'm, I'm going to be able to see if my eyes are closed. And he said, no, I'm talking about seeing with the eyes of your heart. He was talking about seeing in your imagination. Do you see yourself functioning as a person that sees? Just like when you start engaging your imagination in different faculties of your life. Can you see yourself prosperous? Can you see yourself doing well? Can you see yourself being a blessing? Can you see yourself going into the nation? 
nations and preaching the gospel and making an impact. Can you see that? If you can't, then you're probably not going to be able to manifest it. It starts in our imagination. And brothers and sisters, I have to say, this is going to be one of the hardest things you'll ever have to do, to break into an imagination uh, uh, in things that God has promised you. He wants you to accomplish them, but to break in your imagination, break through the walls of your, of your background, break through the walls of your past, break through the walls of the world's prejudices, break through the walls of the limitations that come, you know, from, from where you grew up and, you know, the, the people that said you couldn't do stuff. Hey, I've, I've asked people before in the past, I've said, man, close your eyes. Can you see yourself in a Bentley? And I mean, people is like, oh, man, I can't even, I don't even know how to see myself in it. But I can see somebody else in it, but I can't see myself in it. And that's most of us. And this is why we really can't read the Bible as a history book anymore. When it comes to the power of imagination, we can't read the Bible like a history book anymore. The Bible is not just ink and paper. The Bible is life-giving words. We can't read it just, just as, man, as we read it, we need to allow it to paint pictures. Watch this now on the canvas of your imagination. The Bible, the word of God is like a paint. Uh, a paint and and, uh, and and a brush, right? Oil paint and a brush. And, 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 and man, every time you read it, you are dipping that brush into the oil paint and you're painting new realities, new possibilities on the canvas of your imagination. Every time you read scriptures like Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. What do you see when you read Philippians 4.19? My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. What do you see when you read uh, 1 John chapter number 4, I believe it's 4, which says greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. What do you see when you read Romans 8.37? Yea, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Christ who, who has called us according to his purpose. Man, what do you see when you begin to read the word of God? Do you allow the word of God to engage your imagination or you just read it as a um, you know, as just another uh, history book. But here's the deal is that even wh when we read novels, the reason why novels sell so much is because uh, while you're reading it, if you don't engage your imagination, you're not going to enjoy that novel. But when you read it, having engaged your imagination, you can even begin to see the characters. You can see what they're wearing. And, and some people engage it to a point where they can even, you know, tell the smell of, of perfume that these characters in novels are wearing. I mean, it gets, it gets extreme. But here's a better use of your imagination. It is to start seeing yourself as God sees you. We're going to take a quick one-minute break, and straight after this, I'm going to be back, and we're going, to be, we're going to be talking about a whole lot of other things that I believe is going to be a blessing uh, to you. So we, we, we man... I'm telling you, you, you don't want to touch the dial. Just stay tuned, and I'll be back right now. Hey, everyone, I'm here with Glenda, praise God, and she's been telling me all about her um, success she's had in business and things. But one of the things she's been telling me is she has been tuning into Faith Hill Church. So you've been watching Pastors Chief Under Farah at Faith Hill Church, and why do you like Faith Hill Church? Oh, man, they're so powerful and so anointed, and they encourage me every day, and I love Chief's confessions on how to have better ways of working and in intellectual property and um, she's a whole big another testimony to women out there in the marketplace thank you Chipo, for doing that and Farah 
for your word and for your study. I mean, it's reaching the world. It's reaching me. It's reaching my family. It's making an impact on my community and upon all my legacy of my children and grandchildren. Well, so powerful, Glenna. Thanks for sharing that. I'll tell you what, Faithfield Church, Pastors Defara and Chief Obitaya, doing a great job down there in Johannesburg. Glenda's a testimony. She lives here in the States, so 9,000 miles away from Johannesburg, yet receiving ministry from Pastors Chief Obitaya and all the all the Faithfield families. You watch online. You tell me you watch online every Sunday. You watch online, Faithfield Church. So you have viewers, Faithfield, from all around the world. If you don't know Faithfield Church, check them out. Go to Faithfield Church, praise God. Uh, Google them. You can find them on our website. And uh, we're here at The Cure having a great time, but I just wanted to give you that testimony from Glenda about how pastors Chief Underfara have really helped her. So thanks for sharing, Glenda. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bless you all. Will you dare to believe God? Will you dare to believe that God is for you? Will you dare to believe that God's promises are for you? Will you dare to believe that nothing is impossible with God? Will you dare to believe that God has more for you? Dare to believe. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Welcome back. Uh, tickets for Designer Life are on sale. And uh, faithillchurch.co.za forward slash Designer Life. I'm getting instructions here. And if you're a lady, you don't want to miss out. So please be sure to pick that up. And so we're talking about the power of imagination. And uh, we, we raised a point that, you know, uh, imagination actually is one of the things that distinguish us from the animal kingdom. You know, birds, uh, you know, lions and, you know, all the different animals in the world, uh, they, they, they don't have uh, a futuristic imagination. And this is why if you look at birds, man, they've been building the same uh, nests for, for years now. It's the same design because they can't see beyond instinct what's on the inside of them as an instinct. They build those things based on instinct, not based on a plan. Now, human beings have been given this glorious thing by God. It distinguishes us from the animal kingdom, uh, and it is this, that we have the ability to imagine stuff. The clothes you're wearing, somebody imagined them in their minds, and they said, I'm going to put the pocket here, I'm going to make this color, and I'm going to do this and this and the other. Uh, the shoes you're wearing, somebody, it was a, a, an idea in someone's mind, Mind. And so God wants to work with the church in this way. He wants us to be able to receive uh, even, even, even through the, the Holy Spirit. Remember the story of, of Peter, you know, in the book of Acts, uh, uh, God wanted uh, for Peter to realize that God is not a respecter of persons, that the Gentiles could also get born again. And what happened? It was in the, in the noon, I believe, and Peter was hungry. And while he was sleeping, it says in his imagination, there was a ship that came from heaven and it, de it descended uh, from heaven. And this ship had all kinds of unclean foods. You know, they had pork in there and they had uh, 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 lobsters in there. I don't know 
why they call them unclean. Man, I like pork. I like lobsters, you know, and all these different things that were in there. And it says that thing descended. And the Lord gave an instruction to Peter. This is in his imagination. Now, this is not a real event that took place. It happened in the imagination. And, and he said to Peter, eat, partake of these foods. And Peter said, no, I can't eat none of this. This is uh, unclean. And God began to use that as an object lesson. He said, no, Peter, this is, uh, there's nothing that I've created that's unclean. This is clean. And he says, uh, there's going to be some people that are going to come to you from, I believe, Cornelius's house. And they're going to come and invite you to go, pre go preach the gospel to them, even though they are Gentiles. Why? Because God is not a respecter of persons. That's the context of uh, God saying that statement, that our God is not a respecter of persons. The context was Peter had to go preach to the, to the Gentiles. But it started in Peter's imagination. I mean, you look at um, uh, Ezekiel being translated into the valley full of dry bones. It's not a real event that took place. It happened in his imagination. God transported him into a different place in his imagination. And so it is with you and I as we go into the marketplace. Man, the Holy Spirit can take us to places where we can begin to create products that have not been seen before. If you are in the medical fraternity, he will begin to give you solutions for things that men haven't been able to cure for, for, for centuries. The Holy Spirit in a moment will begin to show you, and man, you, you, can, you, can, you can start functioning uh, that way. If you go to Genesis chapter number 11, from verse 1 to 8, I'm really, really, really have to go fast because I only have 10 minutes. It says this. It says, and the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. Genesis 11, 1 to 8. The whole earth was of one language, one speech. And what happened? <clears throat> and it came to pass uh, as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, go to and let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they made a brick of a stone and slime had they for mortar. And they said, go to, let us build a city, a tower, whose top may reach unto the heavens. This is, this is a bad plan, right? Uh, and it says, uh, it says in verse 5, and the Lord came down to see, wait, 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 uh, verse, verse 4, let us build, this is in their imagination, they're still discussing this idea. Listen to what they said. They said, uh, let, us, let us do this. They're still talking. They're still at, uh, at, at the you know, uh, 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 architectural phase. They're still drawing the plan, right? And they said this. They said, let us go and, and, and build this thing that will reach the top of the heavens. Verse 4, let us make a name for ourselves, uh, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the tower which the children of men builded. Past tense. Now, they were still, they hadn't even lifted a brick. But the Bible said, the Lord came down to see the tower which the children of men had already built. Why? Because once you establish in your imagination, if you establish it in your heart, it's already a reality, even though it may not be a reality in the real world, which we call the real world. But the real world is actually the spiritual world. If you can establish it in the, it in the real world, the spiritual world, the parent force, hey, this world that we live in, the cosmic world, will have no choice but to give in. And so God came to see. These guys are still talking about it. They're still just sitting around and saying, yeah, this is an idea that we want. Once they agreed, God came down to see what they'd already built. Why? Because once you settle it in your heart, it's already a reality. Proverbs chapter number 23, verse 7, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. 
Amen. And watch what he says in, uh, in, uh, in, verse, in verse 7. Go, let us go down and then confound their language. Oh, no, no, no. I skipped a verse there. Verse 6. And the Lord said, um, behold, the people is one. They all have one language. And this they begin to do. Nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Ooh. Man, I could preach an entire series on just that one line. He says, nothing can be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Most of us, we've been limiting God in this area because we think imagination is childish. Some of us think imagination is just, you know, I'm just not going to waste my time with imagination. I, I, I live my life in the real world. And we're missing out on the opportunity to create our destinies through our imagination. Man, uh, when, 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 when we started working on the album, you know, I remember I would sit, I would sit on, my, on, my, on my veranda every often and just imagine this project complete. Just see it complete. Just see. I, I didn't know what was going to be on it. We, had not, we didn't have a single song. <laughs> not a single song. I would just sit and see. Oh, Faithio Worship Collective on the iTunes. I'd, 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 I'd pick up my phone and look into the iTunes, and, and there are other names in there, Hillsong Worship, and I'd close my eyes and see Faithio Worship Collective, and I'd see a list of songs. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing a list of songs. I'm, I'm engaging my imagination every time I go to sleep at night. Man, I imagine myself doing stuff. I, I, there are places that I preach now in the physical that I've been imagining preaching in those places <laughs> in, in my imagination. I've been doing it for seven years. Some of the places I've been doing it for longer. I just sit there and I see myself. I see myself ministering to people, people getting healed, people getting set free, people receiving the word of God. And so when it happens in the natural, everybody else is dancing. And, you know, my wife sometimes accuses me of not being expressive in my celebration. She says, man, you, you, you just kind of, you know, because I, I was excited when I saw it in my imagination. And when I see it now in the natural, it's just like, okay, I've already seen it, you know, well, moving right along. Let's start new ideas, new plans, and so on and so forth. And so this is what I'm talking about tonight. It's going to sound childish to most of you. you you're going to discount it and say, so Pastor T, you're just telling me all I have to do is imagine? Well, what I'm trying to tell you is get the word of God to get you to start seeing new realities, you're already imagining anyway. Do you realize that worry is, is a, it takes up a part of your imagination? The reason uh, people worry is because they are imagining themselves fail. They are imagining themselves not succeed. And as you continuously imagine yourself doing those things in the negative, you begin to uh, worry you begin to do that which we call worry and be anxious and uh, and so on and so forth and so we need to we need to we need man i'm telling you this I, i'm even guilty because i don't do it enough right i try and do it for 10 minutes before i go to sleep i close my eyes i see myself traveling to places i see myself preaching in places i see myself but i don't do it enough man you should be spending hours upon hours just seeing new realities seeing you hey it's time you start seeing yourself buy a house time you start seeing yourself uh, buy a new car and if you can't see yourself in that car of your dreams hey sometimes you just need to go to the dealership and sit on the inside of it and 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 allow 
allow your, your mind to be activated. You know, get the smell of leather, that, that particular leather. Get the smell of that particular leather. Begin to, to uh, uh, expose uh, all the five senses to, to this thing so that when you get home, you have a plan to work on now. When you get home, you can close your eyes and you've already seen it. You've already seen what the dashboard looks like. You've already seen all these different things, man. I remember when we were, when we were buying our first house, you know, the, the house that we live in, this house. Man, we would go into, uh, that was 10 years ago, and we would go into uh, the market looking for a house and just, we just couldn't find it. We just couldn't find it. And, and you know, one of our friends, uh, Stacy Speller from Atlanta, she was on our case because my wife was pregnant and we needed to move into a house. And, and she was on our case. She said, there's no way this baby is coming and you're, you're living in this, you know, uh, two-bedroom apartment. And, I mean, she was just on our case and so on and so forth. And uh, so, you know, and we kept telling her, hey, we can't find a house. We just can't find a house. She says, there's nothing like that. You just not, you, and then she got to this point. She said, I think you don't know what you're looking for. She said, okay, let's sit down. She took out a napkin, a, a, a serviette. We were at a restaurant and she started writing down stuff. She, she said, what would you like to see in the house? And we would spell it out and she'd write it down. Spell it out, she'd write it down. We'd spell it out, she'd write it down. And when we finished that exercise, both my wife and I were now on the same page with regards to the house that we wanted. And we could both see it. We don't know where, where, it, where, where, where the, this place was. We didn't know where it was, but we could see it in our imagination. And this is so so, so effective to the point that within a week, boom, when we walked into this house, we knew exactly this is the thing we had seen when we were sitting in that restaurant and we made our commitment and it's become our family home. Now, I'm telling you, I'm telling you these things to encourage you to begin to use the faculty of your imagination more. Some of you want to see your business uh, uh, go to the next level. You want to see your restaurant have a franchise uh, 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 you know, uh, centers all over the country. You want to see your restaurant, you know, have uh, different, you know, uh, places and different, in different cities. Begin to see it in your mind. Sometimes you just have to bring out a map of the country and begin to put branches on that map. Branches that you don't have, you see. It's going to sound childish to some of you who don't realize these this spiritual principles are powerful. Begin to put, hey, Put those branches in PE, put the branch in, in, in East London, begin to see those branches, begin to engage your entire, the entire faculty of your being to this dream and begin to see yourself uh, functioning uh, in this place. And as you do that, man, I'm telling you, these things will become uh, a reality. And, 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 and here's another point I wrote down is that other people's testimonies can help change our imagination as well. This is why scripture tells us that uh, we overcame him, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimonies. When you begin to hear other people overcoming, guess what it does? It, it activates something on the inside. You begin to see yourself overcoming too. And this is why we, we share testimonies. It's not to brag. It is so that we can inspire you. Hey, I, I, when I share my testimonies, I want you to sit there and say, if God can do it for this guy, man, he'll surely do it for me. God is not a respecter of persons. If he can do it for him, he will surely uh, do it for me. 
And the third and the final thing I want to talk to you about is found in 2 Corinthians chapter number 4. Let me, let me just read this and then I'll wrap it up. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter number 4 verse 18. It says this. It says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. Why? Because the things which are seen are temporary. In other words, the things which are seen are subject to change. Now, a lot of people focus on things that they can see with these physical eyes. And then they get discouraged and they see limitations and things of that nature. It is because they have not, they have not uh, uh, trained themselves to see things which are not seen. Now, how can you see things which are not seen? You can see them in your imagination. How can you see things that are not seen? As the scripture is instructing us, you can see them in your imagination. Why? Because God, watch this now, <clears throat> this is good. God does not speak to us in paragraphs. God speaks to us in pictures. This is why when he went to Abraham, he said, I'm going to make you a father of many nations. But then he gave him a word picture, a prophetic picture that went with that. Remember when Abraham was sleeping in the tent and the Lord said to him, come out of the tent first. The Lord could have just said to Abraham, hey, just look up. You know, just look up and I'm going to make you a father of many nations and just gave him a paragraph about it. No, the Lord says, come out of the tent. And Abraham came out of the tent. He said, now look up. And Abraham looked up. He said, what do you see? He said, I see the stars. He says, count them. <laughs> he says, there's no way I can count them. He says, that's how, as, as many as the stars are, that's how many seeds or that's how many children you're going to. At this point, the man has not a single child. When he went to Joseph, what did the Lord do? The Lord didn't give Joseph a paragraph. The Lord gave Joseph pictures, his brothers bowing down to him. And, and so I'm telling you, we see it through Scripture all the way from Old Testament uh, into the New Testament that God wants his children to see things that we can't see with these physical eyes. See yourself promoted. See yourself as a world changer. See yourself owning your own house. See yourself driving that car of your dreams. See yourself going into the marketplace and making sales and, and, and reaching your targets and so on and so forth. See yourself being an overcomer. And I'm telling you, when you do, you will see it in this physical world. That's my time, and I'm out of time. And so we're going we're gonna to wrap it up right here. And before, before I... I, I finish. Just a reminder that on Friday, we're going to start at 6 p.m. It's going to be prompt. 6 p.m. on the dot. And so if you got your seat, please be sure to be there. 6 p.m. We're going to be worshiping Jesus together uh, with this new album, Faithful Father. And uh, please familiarize yourself with all the songs because, hey, it's going to be a big party. Amen. And uh, if you didn't get a seat and you'd like to attend, uh, please send an email to admin at faithillchurch.co.za. We always have people uh, that drop out at last minute. So you may uh, uh, be put on the waiting list. And as soon as someone drops out, uh, they'll send you an email and say, hey, we have a space for you. So please be sure to do that. We love you. God bless you. Can't wait to see you on Friday. Goodbye. I was lost in darkness 
I was blind, had no sight Then the light of your love came and found me Where would I be without you? I was there, you gave me life Like a flood, you came rushing and changed me